You are listening to the Balkan Bread Podcast. This is a podcast created to connect diaspora worldwide by sharing each other's stories. Hi guys, and welcome back to another episode of the Balkan Bread podcast. My name is Anina. Thank you guys so much for being here. In case this is the first episode that you are listening to, welcome. We are a podcast that is dedicated to sharing all of these really incredible and inspiring stories from the diaspora in this audio format. So it's super fun. We have guests from all kinds of different just careers and backgrounds, people who have accomplished some really incredible things. And it's just awesome to talk to everyone because I feel like every single guest that I have on the show, I learned something new from them. And I think that's kind of what this is all about. And Sometimes with our culture, it can be kind of hard for us to, you know, despite having this similar background, you know, we can let our ego get in the way sometimes and it can be kind of hard to relate to each other or sometimes we just let our differences kind of get the best of us. So really excited to just continue that conversation. And yeah, I am excited that you guys are here. So We're going to go ahead and get started, and today's guest is actually another podcaster. I'm super stoked to have my friend Leonita here on the podcast. Welcome. Hi, Mina. Thanks so much for having me. It's such a pleasure to be here. Thank you for being here. So we connected on Instagram, I believe it was. Mm -hmm. Because I was like so impressed by your whole like thing. I'm like, oh my God, this girl, like look at her. She's doing something so great with your Balkan bread that I was like, I need to talk to her. (laughs) Absolutely. No, I love it. And I'm glad that if you were the one who reached out to me first, you know, thanks for doing that because I think sometimes people, I have no idea why they're just kind of afraid to reach out and see, you know, if we can have a conversation and 100% absolutely, even if you're just starting out with your business or your podcast or whatever passion project it may be, you know, it's, it's all good. I'm always happy to chat. And I think that was one of the things that I noticed with you. Like I reached out, I think to you and you were just like, we're so responsive right away. And you're like, Hey, like, how are you? Like, Oh, it's good to meet you. I'm like, Oh, okay. Like this girl is like so sweet (laughs) because you never know, you know, what you're going to, what kind of response you're going to get from somebody you don't know. So that was really nice. It just made me feel more welcome, like to you and your like brand really. I think that's just my personality too. It's just, I want to be friends with everyone and help everyone out, things like that. So could you tell us a little bit more about yourself, where you're originally from, where you're living now, and also just what you're doing, your current profession, um, just give us a little bit of info. Yeah. So I, my parents are originally from Kosovo or Kosova. Um, for those <laughs> from Kosovo, my dad's family, I believe it was like maybe in the 70s, they actually moved from Kosovo to Croatia. So they kind of migrated there. 
and my whole, all of my dad's family pretty much lives there. And, um, so they've been, you know, they built a life there in Croatia and I still have a lot of family uncles. My grandma was living there. Everyone on my dad's side pretty much still lives there except for maybe four of the brothers. They moved to the U.S. So my dad was one of the people of the, I think, six or seven brothers that there are <laughs> big family. Um, my dad was one of them that uh, I think two of his brothers had already lived here in the U.S. And my dad was in Croatia. He was actually a lawyer. He graduated law school in uh, Pristine, Kosovo. And he, you know, worked in Croatia as a judge. So he had actually a really, really great job and he was doing really well. But at the time it was around, you know, 80s, 89. So I was born in 87. So 89, 90s was, you know, the war was starting to happen. So my dad was trying to decide, okay, what am I going to do? Like, should I stay here in Croatia, you know, keep this job or should I go to the U.S.? So he had to make like that really hard decision, which I was like, I don't know how he made that choice because he pretty much gave up everything that he had, you know, his career. He like really built something in this place in Croatia. And he, for whatever reason, he was like, I think it's time to move to U.S. Mm -hmm. He felt maybe there were more opportunities there um, for us. So it was me. I was uh, two years old and then my two older siblings, which was my brother and my sister. So the three of us, we all came <laughs> to the U.S. And originally when we first came, it was in 89. Um, luckily, we had some family here, so it was a little bit of an easier transition. And yeah, we came here. My uncle was living here with his family. So we all lived together, like pretty much in one house. We grew up together, which was one of the things that I feel really lucky for that I had a group of people that were similar. You know, I had my cousins who were the same age as me. You know, we went to school together. Her name is Drita and Dritan. <laughs> They're twins, actually. And then I was a third. So every time we were in school, like we would register for school, they thought we were triplets because we're like the same class, the same last name. Um, but yeah, so I always had them with me, which I, I always am thankful for that I never was like alone to grow up in school and things like that. And yeah, so lived in Detroit, Michigan till I was from a baby until I was maybe 19. I think I had graduated high school. And then about a year after one year of college, we moved out of Detroit which was a pretty big thing because we were in a really secluded area of this place where we lived. It was just like one, our house, then like literally a missed house because <laughs> it was Detroit, you know, you had a no house there, another house, another house was abandoned. So it was not the best place, but for some reason we had like the best childhood that I can remember. Like, even though we were not like super rich or we didn't live in a really big neighborhood i mean like a rich neighborhood or anything i think because we had each other it would just felt like we could do whatever we wanted so we would always play outside we would always have fun you know family would always come over 
we had people in Hamtramck that were like relatives and we would all just always get together. So I think that's what always like kept us close to our roots, like that Albanian life. Um, we were very old school, um, Kosovar, Albanian like uh, background. So like we grew up kind of in a strict household, you know, they didn't want us to do much, <laughs> kind of like stay to ourselves. Yeah. But luckily my dad was always the kind of person he was like, well, number one is school. So you got to finish school. I don't care what you guys think. So he forced like, not forced, but like he made sure that every one of us, you know, did well in school. So he was really a big proponent of that. So me and my siblings and all our, co my cousins, that was like our number one thing. So we did that. And then he also, you know, sometimes you think like, back in the day the women or the girls were like very you couldn't do anything you couldn't go anywhere but my dad was like no if you want to play sports you're going to play sports as long as you're with your cousins so that was good that we had each other so we didn't always be alone um so i played basketball i played volleyball i played track you know me and my cousin we would do everything together and finally i was thinking about this the other day um, all my siblings like all my brother and my sister they all graduated they all have college degrees. I had graduated from high school as a salutatorian. So I was like second in my class. So that was like a huge thing. And funnily enough, me and my cousin, the one that Andrita, um, we, we were always together. Somehow we both ended up tying in our, like, in our grade. So we had the exact same like GPA at the end of senior year. And everyone would say like, are you guys cheating on each other? So I graduated high school. I went to college. You know, that was expected of me because my siblings and older cousins went to college. So I wasn't the first. You know, a lot of um, first generation, you know, immigrants, like I guess my brother was the first to go from our family. So I had, I was really almost like a little, a baby or I was kind of nurtured. I kind of knew what, what I was getting into because of that. So I have a little bit of a different experience, I feel like, than some people that just come here maybe when they're, you know, in their teens or they're older and they're the only sibling or they're the oldest sibling. You know, I'm the third sibling from my family. So I had the, the ones in front of me already experienced everything. You know, they're the ones that had to, you know, translate all the documents and do all that stuff, which... I didn't really have to because I was the youngest, one of the youngest. I have a younger brother too. Um, so that's kind of it. And then I went to school. Uh, I went to Detroit Mercy. I got my undergrad degree in biochemistry um, because I was like, oh, I love science. You know, I love to learn. So I'm going to try to challenge myself, um, which... I don't know if that was a good decision or not, because it was really hard. I didn't do so well. I thought because I was salutatorian in high school that I was like, oh, I'm smart. Like, I know what I'm doing. But I really struggled in college that first, uh, those first four years. And I think it's also just like um, growing up and you're like, oh, I'm in college now. I'm older. You're like, I don't know. Like, I want to enjoy it a little bit. I don't want to just sit here and work on my, you know, schoolwork and things like that. Um, so I graduated from Detroit Mercy, I had a four year degree. And I was like, I don't know what to do with myself. <laughs> 
And it's funny, I think back as well. Um, my dad was always like, just go into business, go into business. It's like the easiest route. You know, you, you can't go wrong with a business degree. So I was like, no, like everybody does business. I don't want to do that. I want to do something different. I'm always like the person that wants to be different for whatever reason. And I was like, maybe I want to be a dentist or I want to do something. So that's why I went into sciences and I do enjoy it. Actually, I love learning uh, about the body. Um, so anyways, I did that and I graduated and I was kind of stuck, didn't know what to do. And I was just researching a bunch of things. Okay, what can I do with a science degree? I did try to go the dental route, um, which my parents would have loved me more. <laughs> They'd be like, oh, we have a doctor in the house. Um, but for some reason, I just wasn't feeling it as much. Like I took the exam and I really just bombed it. And I was just like felt stuck. Um, so... I was like, I don't know what to do. And then some one of a friend of mine, sister was in was a dietitian in dietetics. And I was like, oh, like I always loved food and nutrition. Like I would love to exercise, try to be healthy. I did have some, you know, issues as a younger woman, like about your body and your image. So I was like, this is perfect for me. I want to know more about how I can be healthy. So I got into dietetics, went for that. I became a dietitian um, after two years. So that was good. I didn't have to do that much more schooling. I just went straight to the program because I already had a degree. Um, and then I became a dietitian. And one thing that I really always, maybe my dad knew something about me that he, that I didn't know. I always had this like entrepreneurial side of me as well. Um, so the program I went to was focused more on entrepreneurial dietetics. So, you know, there's, you know, U of M is more like focused on clinical. It's like all clinical, clinical. I never wanted to be like in the hospital. So, but <laughs> when you graduate and you want a job, you kind of go for the first job. So that's how I got into working more in the clinical setting. But there was always like something in the back of my head that was like, this is not satisfying for me. I want to do something that's more like hands-on, something more creative or entrepreneurial. Mm -hmm. So always in the back of my head, I would have my full-time job and I'd always do something like on the side, like whether it was blogging. So would blog about like nutrition stuff. I even did an internship with a tech company um, that was focused on tech for um, tracking. They had like created a platform for people to track um, their food, you know, their exercise and stuff like that. So I worked for that company while I was in school as an internship. And I just like gravitated a lot toward technology like tech and creating content. And I feel like that was more like my passion. Um, so I always did the dietetics thing, the clinical stuff, but that was like always something on the side. Maybe deep down, I wanted to do more of like a creative outlet. So I would create like, a, I had created a blog for myself for like my nutrition mm -hmm. um, things. And it was called like Nito Nutrition. I was like, oh, I'm going to do this blog. I'm going to vlog about nutrition and I'm going to do all these things. I'm going to create a website and I'm going to, you know, be entrepreneurial. Um, so I did that for like a little while 
but life gets in the way. And, um, you know, I got married when I was 26 and that was the kind of the time when I was trying to play around with the blogging and creating my own like dietetics practice, I guess you could say, trying to delve into more of that business mindset. And then I ended up getting pregnant at 28. So I had my first at 28 and I just kind of stopped the whole like um, blogging. I just didn't have the energy to go more into it. There would be moments where I was energetic and I was like, oh, maybe I could do like mom life, you know, because you get in those moments where I'm going to do mom life because I'm a mom now and I'm going to talk about kids nutrition. And I really got into this kick where I was like pediatric nutrition. That's what I'm going to talk about. So I was getting to these like moments and wherever I am in life, maybe I just gravitate towards that. And so I had my first and I was kind of still doing a little bit of blogging, but then I was like, maybe I'll do pediatrics and talk about children nutrition. And I did that for a little while. I would do some presentations here and there for like little schools. Um, but it was just, I liked it. You know, I liked the whole um, children's nutrition, but it's like everyone has their own way of doing things. So that I was just like, I don't know. Everybody has their own style. Everybody has like their own way of doing it. So I kind of fell off of that for a little bit. And I was just, life happens. You know, I paused on that. And I've always wanted to start a podcast um, just because I at the t- I was listening to a lot of podcasts. I don't think anyone that I knew around me was like my Albanian clique. <laughs> they really don't or haven't that I know of. Um, so I was kind of the only one listening to podcasts at the time. And I just thought they were really cool, interesting, telling stories. And fast forward. I don't know, years, four or five years later, after I had my second, actually, let's say at 28, I had my first, Mm -hmm. I had my second at 30. So life is happening, a lot of things going on. Really, if you think about it, I don't have a lot of time to like, do a side thing. Mm -hmm. So I don't know how I got into it. But I always have this um, desire to do something creative so once I get into that creative mode or that creative mindset I was just like I gotta do it so the focus of my podcast is it's called Bota Worldviews and Albanian Culture but it's basically a place where I interview um, experts or achievers within like the Albanian community or even like the Balkan community wherever I feel inspiration from And I interviewed them and showcase their journey. You know, most of them are immigrants of, you know, they've come from Albania or Kosovo or wherever, and they've come to America and they're sharing their journey of how they came to where they are and their success. And it could be in all different areas of life. You know, it could be in music, in uh, entertainment, um, pageantry, you know, beauty queens. It could have been. Uh, influential speakers, uh, book writers. So I've had a bunch of those and, um, you know, real estate agents, like any person that I felt was, you know, a success in some way or building up up to a higher success. So I would contact them and be like, hey, I want to showcase you. You're Albanian or you have Albanian descent. 
or you know you're just from like that balkan region and i really want to share your story because i feel inspired by you like come on the show and it was just from my perspective my perspective of being albanian in america so my albanian american perspective i think it's a good testament too to just trying different things right you know even though you started the blog and it didn't necessarily maybe take off in the way that you had hoped you know at least it was a way for you to kind of like you said you were going through certain things in your life so it almost became this like creative outlet for those things maybe it was a way to kind of help you you know go through that stage and that journey and that process and everything so no i think i think that's really great and i think a lot of people are afraid to just try something because they want everything to be so perfect in the beginning and i always try to tell people you know what you see now that we're putting out is not what we were putting out three and a half years ago you know it was totally different yeah and i think that's okay because it's not going to be perfect if you wait for it to be perfect then you're just never going to end up doing it unfortunately so um, no I, i think that's great and you know with the whole thing of going from you were talking about the clinical side of work that you do but then also going into you know the other side of it I think especially in our culture too it's like this stereotype you know study medicine (laughs) be a nurse be a doctor be this or that and I think that's a great thing to want to you know accomplish and achieve and I think those people are doing really awesome work the part where you were talking about how you're working in the hospital and you just felt like there was this void I guess that wasn't being fulfilled That's kind of how I felt like if I backtrack all the way to when I first started school, like medicine wasn't really anything that I ever considered too much just because I knew at the end of the day, I was a creative person. And I just felt like that wasn't going to like, how was I going to be creative? You know, when there's a process for taking care of a patient, it just didn't make sense to me. I don't know. For me, it wasn't the right choice, you know, whatever. I could have done it, but I don't think I would have enjoyed it at all. I started this podcast in 2018, I believe. It's like when the first episode was published. Wow. Wow. A long time ago. Yeah. Um, (laughs) I literally am like, how did this even, I just posted, I think on Instagram, I was like, it would be cool to do a podcast. That was literally it because I had started listening to them as well. And I thought it was a really cool thing. Like they were just starting to kind of become more of a popular thing. I feel like everyone started a podcast like within a year, but like before then it wasn't really much of a thing. So it was kind of good in the way that I could like see what people wanted to listen to and just Mm kind of go from there. But Yeah, you were saying there was a funny story behind starting your podcast. So how did that start out? I mean, there's so many reasons why I started a podcast. I have always listened to podcasts and I really enjoyed them for many years. I mean, some of my favorites are narrative podcasts that tell a story or someone's history in in a unique way, like Noble Blood or This American Life. I've also enjoyed entrepreneurial guided podcasts like the Marie Forleo podcast, Girl Boss by Sofia Maruso. Uh, I really admire those ones. And recently I've been more into, you know, the current event podcast, just trying to stay up to date on what's happening in the world. But through listening to these podcasts, I saw that this was a unique place to express ideas, to share information, to learn, become motivated, inspired, 
and really find a voice. And this is actually the second podcast I've created. I created another podcast with someone else. And unfortunately, sometimes you're forced to step away because certain people don't fit into your values. And it was difficult at first because of the work I put into something. I mean, the sleepless nights and the stress. But I knew that I had to step away. But it taught me a great lesson. There's always a lesson to things that you feel in the moment are not what you wanted it to be, but there's always a lesson. So I learned that one, to be true to myself and honor my accomplishments, no matter who was trying to take it away from me. Two, that I had something of value to offer. Three, partnerships are hard. You really have to know what you're getting yourself into and never agree to work on something unless there is a written agreement. It saves both of you the hassle, really. And four, don't let setbacks stop you from pursuing what you enjoy. So that's what I did. I really enjoyed podcasting. I really enjoyed editing and creating content. It was fun, but it was also a way for me to get out of my comfort zone. And it became a way for me to find my voice. I, as an Albanian Kosovar woman, living in America basically my entire life, married with two kids, I was searching for something that I felt was lacking out there. I didn't see my perspective being told. I wanted to keep connecting with my culture and to see who else is out there like me, who was looking to feel inspired and achieving things that are important to them. So I created Bota Podcast, Worldviews and Culture from an Albanian-American perspective. In Albanian, the meaning of Bota is world. And on the podcast, I interview people who are experts and achievers in all areas of life, people who inspire me, and people who share a common thread of culture and heritage. A place where we can talk about topics that maybe are taboo or stigmatized, or to showcase a rising star, a health expert, or success, successful entrepreneurs. Really, it's a place to give featured guests a place to express their voice as well. I think it's so important to allow the people in our community to share what they're thinking and what their values are, you know, their accomplishments and their talent and so much more. So that's kind of how, you know, this all kind of started. And it's been a whirlwind. I aired my first interview episode October 11th in 2020. So, you know, during that time, it was, it was a lot going on. But I was so honored. Uh, I was so honored to have interviewed Adon Mola. He is an amazing singer and songwriter and just a genuine and talented young man from New York. Uh, and it just went from there. He gave me such positivity and motivated me to really pursue this path. And I just started connecting with people on Instagram. I have virtually met so many amazing people through this and my Instagram page at Bota Podcast. Honestly, it was my guests and so many of my followers and listeners that truly motivated me to keep going. Their support has been such a blessing during this time. 
I hope you know who you are. You, the ones in my messages, always cheering me on. Thank you so much. Thank you for being here and for being a part of Bota. I also want to just say that my husband has been such a huge support too. I know sometimes it's hard because my days and especially nights were consumed with work and podcasting, but he always believes in me and that means the world to me. So thank you, Soko. <laughs> and many of my friends and family, the ones who always comment and share and have expressed their support in various ways, I'm so grateful. But also one person who has really been there, helping me, pushing me, being my hype woman, and there from the beginning of it all, my dear friend Blarina, together we have been building and creating such amazing things. And yeah, you know, I still do believe in partnerships, but it has to be a match. You have to really sit down and ask yourself, is this a right fit for you? So with all that, you know, it's been, it's definitely been a lot of work. And with each week, I just got a better understanding of what podcasting is and always trying to improve on it. But one of the benefits of having this podcast is that I have gained so much more confidence. I don't know if it's the same for you, but Albanians, the culture can be judgmental. So I'm always in this like constant struggle between, you know, people pleasing and just expressing my own thoughts. But through this, I have learned that there are so many people that feel the same in many ways. Many of my guests understand the struggle of being embedded into cultures, a love of their ancestors and keeping traditions alive, but also embracing that American lifestyle. And at times even feeling like an outsider because we have these two worlds that we are a part of. I do think it's a beautiful and unique thing and everyone has a story to tell, a unique experience, and I may not be able to capture every single journey, but I'm hoping that this will build a community, a place for others to connect, to support each other, to embrace the world around us, to grow, to learn about different people out there creating talents and just doing some amazing things out in the world. And I hope one day my kids will hear these episodes and feel inspired in some way to learn about their culture and their mom. I want to keep having fun with podcasting and it is fun. I really enjoy the interviews and connecting with so many people. But in the long run, my mission is to create something more tangible, to offer guides and resources to people who need support or who are looking to find ways to develop their personal selves, their careers, or expand their knowledge. You know, we've, we, as immigrants, we had to do things a lot on our own and figure out things. And sometimes it was a challenge for many of us. So having a place where you can go to, to find a lot of the answers to a lot of the questions that you might have, whether it's about school or, you know, being a better person or developing yourself to feel better um, in your lifestyle or building a business or whatever it is. Like, I really would love to be a part of helping people get to understanding of what they need to do. I really, truly help, love to help others in that way 
So that's why Blurina and I have been working on a future project. And it is um, called the Bota Network. I think that's great because it's all about caring, you know, the culture and the tradition and this kind of legacy almost that we're creating for the future generation because if we don't stay close and connected to it and if we don't continue to share these stories of different people because a lot of times you don't even hear a lot of people's stories in depth which is kind of why I like doing the podcast versus you know just following someone on Instagram because I you know it's just a highlight reel as they say and there's accounts that do a better job of kind of going more in depth, but at the end of the day, you know, you see whoever it might be, you just see their accomplishments and that's it. You know, you don't really hear so much about what got them there. Right. And so I think that's, that's the most important part and things like that. So, and you do have quite a few episodes. I know I've listened to a couple of them and it seems like the podcast is doing well and, growing. I know we were talking about just, you know, you mentioned all of the work that goes into it. And I think that's something people don't realize. You have to obviously scout out the people, which usually isn't too difficult, or people will approach you sometimes. I'm sure yeah. you know, setting up the time to do it. Of course, that's one thing. But then another thing, you know, we don't ever just go in and just upload this recording, you know, completely <laughs> just yeah. unedited kind of go back and piece it together a little bit right so you have the editing component and then you also have the promotion component so creating all of the social media content for it are you going to do regular posts are you going to post on stories and you know a lot of times with these podcast previews it's like you're grabbing little snippets from all of the you know audio just to kind of finding those little moments in the conversation where it's going to want people are going to want to listen to the entire episode essentially so that's pretty technical but like really that is what it is it's a lot it's it's so much and that's why I think it can be a challenge you know to do that and obviously have you know your other job career path all these other hats that you wear plus this but I think it's something that you know, really does fulfill you and you care about it. And I think that's kind of what's important um, because you wouldn't be doing it if it didn't matter to you. I mean, end of the day, like you said, when I first started this business, like I said, I never knew what it was going to turn into, had absolutely no idea, nothing. And then after I started, I think what, like two months in, I lost my dad. That was like a big thing. And then I kind of contemplated like do I keep doing that I could have easily just been like you know okay I'm gonna take a break or I'm not gonna do this anymore but instead continue to do it and I think you know just the action of continuing to do something says a lot for itself because you'll see so many people start things and then it's like you know five six months down the line and it's like well, what happened you know <laughs> did you just give up already like where did your thing go that you started which yeah. I, and I'm not trying to be like oh you couldn't do it because you have you know all these other things going on in your life like how could you quit no not at all I'm just saying a lot of people don't carry out with what they're trying to do that oh you know this thing got in the way or you know oh, you know it was too much or whatever which whatever but I think it kind of it it really sets like there's a very fine line I think between just you know kind of going with the norm and doing what everyone else is doing and then you have a whole different type of people that are like no and they just do something else so 
yeah that's, yeah, that's how it goes. and I feel like um it some people look at me and they're like you know family or friends or anyone that maybe just watches my follows <laughs> me on you know the podcast and they're like I I think our, we judge ourselves more sometimes than maybe somebody else might be judging, but we assume that this is what's happening. Right, but right. my assumption is that people probably say, I mean, there are, my husband says, what are you doing? <laughs> like all the time. <laughs> I'm like, I'm just going for it. I'm just doing it. He's like, Ugh. he's like, just remember your priorities. <laughs> so he always tells me that, like, you know, make sure you're family's good first and then you know you can do those side things like that's fine yeah um but yeah so I just feel like people always look might be looking at me and saying like what is this girl like who to me I'm like I'm not nobody that's how I feel a lot of times I'm like I'm just a regular person you know just living here in good old Michigan and just sitting here talking to you know people that are successful um I don't see myself as like something special but um you know i i i want to build myself to be more confident and that i actually am creating something because i can get in this head space where i'm i judge myself so much that i'm just like well yeah you know you're good but like you're not that good you're not that special so i'm trying to as this podcast has grown i'm trying to i've actually built some confidence in myself you know that hey, I do have something to say or, you know, what I'm putting out there is important. And there are people that really enjoy it and that there are people that do listen and appreciate it. So sometimes I have to remind myself of that so that it does help, like motivate me to keep going because you can get stuck in your own thoughts and, you know, bring yourself down. Um, So that's always a struggle sometimes. Yeah. I think a lot of times we are like our own worst critic, you know, you always kind of hear that phrase. And then two, you don't really give yourself enough credit. A lot of the time you're just like constantly going and going and trying to do all of these things. And sometimes it's easy to kind of lose sight of everything. And I have those moments too, where I'm like, wait, what is this? What have I done? I'm not, I'm not doing the traditional, you know, route of, what everyone else is doing around me. And sometimes that can kind of trip me up and I'll see, you know, people having these different milestones and things that they're accomplishing, not just in a career aspect, but just in life in general, in your twenties. And I'm just like, oh yeah, I run this little clothing store, (laughs) you know, it's just kind of like, but I think you have to not put yourself down like that. You kind of have to be like, whoa, you know, those people didn't do what I'm doing. You know, there's a reason that I, I'm the person who is doing all of this. And I think it's important because you said, you know, oh, I'm just this person that started this thing. And, you know, the fact that you're doing it, I think says a lot for itself because who else is doing it? Like what other podcasts are there out there that are, you know, specifically talking to all the other Albanians? Like there probably aren't that many. Okay. There probably aren't. Like I'm sure there's other Balkan podcasts that I've seen and things but I mean it's all, a lot of it from what I've seen it they either talk about like politics or news or history and I don't talk about like any of that stuff like it's very just kind of different you know side of the story but mm-hmm. I mean yeah I think it's it's important to give yourself credit where it's due because yeah not everyone's gonna do it and keep going with it I think that's really important you know mm-hmm. nothing worth having is really going to come that easy you can follow the traditional path 
or you can just try to do something different and yeah people might look at you and be like oh, you're crazy but oh well <laughs> That's, that's why, at least. <laughs> and I think that's why I admire you so much because you are so young, you know, you're in your 20s and you have accomplished so much. And I always look at your Instagram page and, you know, the brand that you've built. I'm like, man, that girl, <laughs> like, yes, <laughs> I just love everything that you put out there. I think you inspire me a lot of times where I'm like just scrolling. I'm like, oh, look at Amina. Yes, like I can, I can do it. Like, let's keep going, <laughs> motivating. Always, always. Yeah, you, you have to be. And I, I think that's great. And I'm glad that I can be that person because I'd rather want to, um, I would much rather want to motivate someone than to like have them look at, you know, something I did and be like, I can never do that kind of thing. I don't want that at all. So um, yeah. So with all the episodes that you've done, you've had some notable guests on your show and has there been anyone, I mean, I'm sure you enjoyed talking to everybody, but like anyone that stuck out in particular or just anyone that you would like to mention? Um, uh, man, I, I, there were so many, I mean, I've done 22 episodes that I've actually published, but I've done 28 interviews. So I yeah. still have like a good batch of episodes right. that I have to go through so talking to 28 people like that's a lot of people it is <laughs> definitely <laughs> I mean I could I'm sure there's gonna be more hopefully but um within in the six in the past six so I've been doing this for six months um I think it's been six months maybe almost yeah six months seven mm -hmm. maybe awesome. and it's been a lot of people so I feel lucky that those people actually gave me a chance, you know, to come and sit with me and talk to me. So I always learn something from them. Um, a few that I can think of from the top of my head that I thought was like a really interesting one was kind of funny. Um, I don't know if you've heard of her, Leonardo Joni. But yeah, Leonardo Joni, she's uh, the infamous like Albanian mom. So she makes skits and stuff about like what what Albanian moms sound like and how what they talk about. Mm -hmm. So that was funny because she just kind of like she's a comedian. So you never know what's going to come out of their mouth. And she's just super on point. She's very bright, super smart um, and funny. So that was one that was like an interesting conversation. I'm just like, OK, girl, like <laughs> I don't know what to say. You're you you're really, really on point on a lot of stuff. And she just was hilarious. Um, another one that I really enjoyed talking to was Florinda Kaitazi. Mm -hmm. She was Miss New York yep. uh, 2019. Um, she was really good. She really went into like uh, a sensitive topic in her life um, about how, you know, she, her, her mom and her family, you know, experienced abuse from their, her father and how she dealt with that and how they overcame it, mm -hmm. which, you know, something that happens, unfortunately, um, in Albania community or, you know, even Balkans or uh, anywhere. But it's unfortunate that it's like a big stigma, too. Mm -hmm. So that was, I felt like, a good episode because it was a real topic, um, something that is, you know, sensitive, which... I get kind of like nervous around those topics, but mm -hmm. it was a good one because it really opened the eyes maybe to people like, hey, 
you can get help. It's okay. Like there are places you can go to get out of those situations. So that was a memorable one. And she was so sweet. I mean, she's gorgeous. But like she was so smart and, and sweet too. Um, but yeah, I can go on. I mean, the, like everyone that I've talked to is pretty great. Um, like I talked to Don Mola. I don't know if anyone out there knows him. He's a singer, songwriter. Yeah, a lot of New Yorkers. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people from New York or Connecticut area. Mm -hmm. Bigger populations and stuff over there. So that would make a lot of sense for sure. I'll have the episodes um, or I'll have the podcast linked. So whoever's listening to this, you can check out those episodes and I will actually be on your podcast as well. Yeah. Um, look out for that. I don't know if that'll be live when this goes live by that time. Maybe it will. Whenever <laughs> you're listening, it's probably out. So yes, <laughs> you can go check that out. <laughs> um, anyway, yeah, no, I think that's great. And I think it's just great to talk to people and see like, like you said, you know, talking about mental health and these things that are kind of I guess problematic or they just aren't really talked about. And I think that's why it's problematic in our culture and our communities. So it's great to have a safe space where we can talk about that. Um, actually gonna have someone I just realized I think next month, um, psychiatrist or I don't know what she finished her master's in, but um, she did a lot of studies just talking about mental health in our communities and stuff, which was kind of interesting. And We've done a couple of episodes in the past. You guys can probably, or you probably have listened to those because they have so many plays, but I think it's just important to bring that up as well and not just kind of skim the surface on, you know, a lot of these things. So, yeah, they're very big topics um, and they need to be talked about because like they're very taboo and, you know, there's that stigma like, hey, don't talk about this. <laughs> we don't have these problems in our communities and stuff. Right. Um, so I guess that can be kind of like almost like the best part about having a podcast is just being able to connect with people. But would you say you have a least favorite part? Like, I feel like I know what you're going to say, but <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I was going to think, I was thinking the other day, I'm going to do this really fun real i don't do reels oh, i was gonna yeah. show like hey i'm so happy and go lucky when i'm doing yeah, an interview yeah. everything is great <laughs> and then you like shut it off and you're like thinking oh shit i gotta like do all this other stuff so, so much edit. people don't put realize. your content together you gotta do it's like hours and hours of your day which i don't think anyone realized i mean unless you have a production company and you have that kind of money to spend for somebody to do it for you but like I don't have that <laughs> I just do it myself so yeah I think the editing is it's just very time consuming it's not that I don't like it it just takes a lot of time um then trying to really pinpoint okay what's the best clip what's the best part of this episode that you can so you have to be a producer you have to be an editor you got to be a producer you got to be a content creator um you know you're kind of everything and it's a lot of work because you're have to do you have to use different ways to think about stuff um so that's probably the most difficult part and it just i don't just don't like it because it's very time consuming but at the end of the day once the episode is done mm -hmm. and i've listened to the episode like a hundred times <laughs> i'm like 
I'm like obsessed with this person. <laughs> I'm just like, I live this, <laughs> like I live whoever I interview, mm-hmm. like I live in them. Like they are all of that I can think of for like 24 hours straight until <laughs> I get the episode and all the content created. It's like, it's all about them until I get it done. And really when I look back, there are moments where I'm just like, I just don't have the energy. I don't want to do this. Mm-hmm. And then I just sit down and I put the headphones in and I start listening to the episode. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh my God, this was such a good episode. <laughs> I was like, this is so good. I need to fit, I need to put this out. Wow. And that motivates me because the guests I have always have are so cool. And, you know, they always have something special to say. So that gives me that boost of energy to really push it through and get it out there um, and have it out to the world. Yeah, I think that's the hardest part. And just anything with like social media and business and stuff is like creating all of the content is so time consuming and people don't, they don't realize like I posted a reel what yesterday and I had to change my outfit, I think like 15 times, like just for one video. (laughs) And it turned out really good. But it was just like, I don't think people realize like, I don't just stop my fingers and you know, the clothes. I know. (laughs) It's like hours and hours of your day. Yeah, I mean, I was able to do it pretty quickly. Like after you start creating them, and you kind of learn how to do it, it doesn't take too long. Like you could probably film it and maybe even edit it in like an hour or so if you're you know strategic about it and just like you know like basically I know this is obviously talking about podcasts but like with reels it's I always pick out the song like beforehand and I know you know what outfits or whatever props I need for it I plan like everything out and then that way when I record I like okay I need this transition I need this clip you know, just record, save everything, edit it and just post it. (laughs) That's kind of, and it's similar with the podcast. Like you were saying, finding those snippets of, um, I guess like tokens, like words of wisdom. And so whenever I edit, I'm always, you can make markers like within the editor, but a lot of times I like move the clips around. So I always just have a notepad and I just write down like all the timestamps for stuff. And that's exactly, yes, that's exactly it what is next for your podcast and just any other projects that you're working on in the future? Anything that we should be on the lookout for? Yes, got some big plans. Um, So I've been, uh, you know, working on this podcast, mainly I've been doing everything on my own. And I've had a friend that kind of been, she's, I feel like I want to call her like my hype man. You know, she's (laughs) always been there, like supporting me and be like, yeah, this looks good. Like do that. Like, yeah, that looks good. You know, always like having, giving me a lot of support and encouragement. And I would go to her. I've known her my whole entire life. Almost. She's actually one. She's a cousin of mine as well. We're, we're, We're very good friends. So she is always there, like from beginning, like always motivating me like hey you got this like come on like I know you can do this mm-hmm. and now you know she wants because she's been there pretty much from the beginning um it just felt right to kind of bring her upon and we actually are partnering up and we're going to be partners in this whole um sector mm-hmm. off of uh Bota podcast which we're creating together mm-hmm. and it's called uh Bota Network mm-hmm. 
So it's going to be a place for people. Um, it could be from all kinds of, you know, any people, not just Albanians. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be a resource uh, hub, resource place for anyone to get on and connect and network with other people, whether you're entrepreneurs, whether you're a student and you want to figure out what do you want to do, you know, what kind of career path do you want to get into, mm-hmm. kind of get more um, resources and insight on that and um, professional as well as like personal development. So like trying to develop yourself, you know, mindfulness, whatever it is. And just like, it's just like a whole big network center um, for people to get together. It will include like a membership page. So depending on where you're on your life, you know, whether you're a professional and you're trying to build that entrepreneurship network um, or you're a student and you want to build your academic self. So it's like something for everybody whoever needs it. And it's just us facilitating everything for you. (laughs) Um, So that you have because as you know, being, you know, from the Balkans, being an immigrant, we had to figure it out all on our own. You know, you didn't have somebody to kind of tell you like, oh, this is this and this is that. Um, And there's still people that still are coming from over there and coming to the U.S. and they just don't know what to do or where to go or how to find a job or even a student. Like I had so many different things, like graduated from college. I didn't know what to do. You know, I have a degree and like now what? Mm -hmm. And it's kind of for those people that really are unsure of where they want to go in life. And they're able to get on this network and communicate with other people that have maybe been in those fields mm-hmm. and kind of connect with them. Be like, hey, what does a day in the life look like for you? And like, what do what should I expect in this career path? Or how do I build a business? Or how do I, whatever that is, you know, it's just kind of connecting everybody. So that's our, that's like going to be a big um, project for us um, this summer. We really want to put it together. We're going to have a website. We're going to have a blog. I'll still have the podcast. Mm -hmm. So that will still be there, all part of it. And um, yeah, so the podcast will still focus on interviewing people, but also hopefully getting more insight on, you know, different things like careers and development. So that's kind of what I'm working on. And it's something totally just, we just decided like, this is what you need. (laughs) This is what you need. And we got this for you. And because we're just thinking of ourselves, like how we would have loved to have something like this, Mm -hmm. you know, when we were in school or, you know, even now, like, it doesn't matter what age you are, like, say you're 40 years old, 40 year old, 40 year old person, and you never went to school. And you're like, hey, you know, I want to go back to school, I want to do something like you can do it. (laughs) It doesn't have to and you know you could go back to school you can build a business at any age at any time if that's something you're really devoted to and passionate about so just but sometimes you need help to figure it out and that's where we would come in we would be your your guide and your resource to help you get to where you need to be um so i'm really excited about this and i'm going to partner with my cousin blarina and she and I are going to try to <laughs> make this happen for you. Um, it's a lot of work, um, mm-hmm. but I'm super excited about the possibilities of this. 
Definitely. I think that's awesome. It's kind of like a mentorship network too, because it's, yeah. you know, just hearing from people, learning, asking mm-hmm. questions, you know, the best way to get advice is to just go to someone who not only you admire, but it's like, you could see themselves, like you could see yourself living their life. Um, there's a quote, it's like, if you wouldn't swap person places with that person or something like for five years or something like that like don't take their advice kind of thing and I think that's a really good point because Ah, a lot of people are going to come to you and you know tell you what you should be doing and every single piece of advice that we give is based on our own personal experiences right so it's going to those people who have maybe gone through the really like you know tough times the bad stuff the things that you know, shape you in that career path and kind of being like, oh, well, what happened to you? You know, like, oh, okay, I'm going to try not to make that mistake or, you know, you're still going to make mistakes, but it's like, at least you have some kind of insight into that, you know, and I think that's, that's really important. So that sounds really awesome. I'm excited to see it when it launches and yeah, I think that'll be really, really cool way for people to stay connected. And then also just for the professional aspect of it, too. I think that's awesome. Because the one thing in this country, it's like, you really cannot get a job if you don't know people, if you don't put yourself out there, if you don't network, you know, a lot of times, like nine times out of 10, I feel like, you know, the reason people get a job it's either like yeah of course you know being qualified and you stand out to the employer but a lot of times it's just like hey my mom's friend works for this company you know do you want a job like I feel like that's how it is a lot of the time so anyway um just putting yourself in those situations where you can connect to those people is really important because you just never know what's out there until you put yourself out there so yeah and it's a good place for you to learn to speak to people because mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of times um, if you're not out there and discussing ideas and talking to people of similar back like similar thought process yeah. you're kind of stuck in your own little bubble mm-hmm. um, and just kind of hearing more of what's out there putting yourself out there connecting with people I know it sucks like now with everything that's happened like after 2020 right People's social skills have probably been <laughs> <high>. dwindling slowly <laughs> <laughs> because we don't. Nobody sees like anyone in person. It's like if you're like, say for instance, like you, you don't know how to like, do I shake your hand anymore? <laughs> like, do I? I don't know. No, um, but hopefully, it gets back to those days because I think as humans, we need um, physical like connections, face to face connections. Because yes, we can talk and you know, through these videos and these um, Zoom meetings and stuff. And it's great. Technology is wonderful that we're able to do that. But it's still not the same as when you're in person. And I just kind of, I fear that a lot of people will forget how to talk to each other in person because they're just not used to it, especially for the younger kids, like, you know, the high schoolers that graduated from high school. And they're just starting college. And, you know, we went to college. We we know, like, we had to be in a group of people all the time. And we had to stand up in a huge group, you know, auditorium and talk in front of a lot of people. But that builds your character and that builds up your self-esteem so that you're able to keep, you know, that confidence up and move forward in life and, and be more successful. I think it's so important. So... 
sometimes it's like getting over that fear of like nobody really likes public speaking I guess or that's one of the main fears and I don't know I sometimes forget that because I'm just very like I don't mind talking to people and getting to know them and standing up and just talking I'm just kind of like whatever you know it's cool with me and going to school I always had to do some type of networking or some type of you know presentation that was just the nature of my um college like career because I was in business school so like we had to do that like there was no ifs ands or buts like you couldn't just stare at the projector and read you know you would fail (laughs) so it's like you have to learn (laughs) how to talk to people how to be in front of a room and sometimes I forget that and then people are like I can't do that and I'm just like well you know it's another skill that you have to learn like I didn't go and work like you know in a lab and do like experiments I don't know anything about that so it's like it's just different world yeah. But, that's, yeah. yeah that's true it kind of reminded me of this moment and when I was in college <laughs> that was, it's so funny to me <laughs> no. my teacher my professor thought it was like the coolest thing ever so we had to do a presentation about ourselves like uh-huh. our lives and like kind of talking about us and like who you are but in like a big format it was like a really big grade mm-hmm. so <laughs> me I was like you know I feel like I don't feel like talking like in this presentation I think I'm just gonna put a bunch of photos together mm-hmm. and videos and do a whole montage with music behind it and literally that's what I presented I just went up there I just pressed play I didn't even say a word and it was just like <laughs> The music was playing and it was just like pictures of me doing all kinds of things in my life, little videos. And that was my presentation. I think everyone was just like, what? <laughs> this was like before Instagram was like a big thing too. So I was ahead of the game with the videos. <laughs> the video game. <laughs> That's super funny. Yeah, I think there's creative ways to do that and just put yourself out there and stuff. So. Yeah. My teacher was like, this is amazing. How did you come up with this idea? I'm like, yeah. I would do that because I like just editing videos. So we would have to do, like I had a marketing strategy class and we would always get these stupid like case studies that we have to do in a group. And it would just be like, some random you know product or something like or we'd have to like make it up and we would always have to have like I don't know our group like we would always make a video I would always make the video and it would always stand out but I liked it I thought it was cool like I would just find all this random like I don't even know stock footage or I would just take YouTube videos because it was just for class and I would like you know put it together and then put like the logo that we made on it and everyone was like whoa this is literally like I just did it like it was fun for me I don't know yeah anyway yeah oh that was that was um my degree of schooling but no I think that (laughs) community is going to be really fun and really awesome just way to stay connected um and then speaking of staying connected I'll have everything in the notes section of this episode so you guys can go and connect with her podcasts um social media as well um just stay up to date on everything but yeah thank you so much for being on our podcast and just sharing your story um getting to know a little bit more about you I really enjoyed it (laughs) thank you Amina for having me this was fun um, I really enjoyed talking to you. I hope you guys like this. Um, check me out on Bota Podcast. <laughs> if you like, you can follow me on Instagram as well. Um, and in the future, 
Bota Network. Maybe it's something you guys would be interested in too. So yeah, awesome. Thank you. You're so welcome. Thank you guys for listening to the podcast. And as always, if you're interested in being featured on an upcoming episode or you know someone who would be a good guest, definitely send us an email. It's just the word hello at balkanbread.com with the subject line podcast. So thank you guys again for listening and we will see you on our next episode. Bye everyone.